everybody, welcome back to the video game book club. But there are no books. There it is. Um, I forgot my club. This week, I am your host, James Mason, here with everyone that was here last time, plus one. Want to go around and introduce yourselves? I'm Nick Fugelberg, and I am here, and I'm excited. I'm Luke Hammerland, and I like to party. Uh, Trevor Mason, I'm back for round two. Connor Mason, and this is my first time on the podcast. Yeah. So this week we are talking about Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. So I first played Hellblade in July of 2020. I was living in Arizona and I was extremely depressed. I may not have known it at the time, but I very much was. I didn't like playing any video games other than probably PUBG. Um, and this was on Game Pass, and so I decided to just give it a shot. And it immediately resonated with me. Uh, just a real chill gameplay, light puzzle solving, satisfying combat, and heavily focused on a story that was grappling with mental illness. It touched me deeply, and I will always love it because of that experience. But on my second playthrough, uh, when I was doing it for this episode, um, I felt the cracks a little more. Um, it felt a little clunkier, uh, repetitive combat, and um, didn't love it as much. But I still really liked it, and I absolutely think it's worth everyone's time. Um, and so that's my background, and that's why I chose it. So Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice is a 2017 action-adventure game made by Ninja Theory. You may know Ninja Theory from games such as Heavenly Sword and Devil May Cry, the reboot. Um DMC. Oh, DMC. DMC, yeah, yeah. Uh, I they, they also did... have only ever heard about Heavenly Sword. Never played it. Don't know what it is, really. Heavenly Sword was one of the very first PS3 games. I want to say it was l like a Dynasty Warriors. Maybe. In, in my mind, that's what the, it yeah, is. Exact but, same I, but I don't know perception. if that's true. Yeah, it no. didn't, have a, didn't get a great reception, from what I remember, but... Most it, of their games are was, mixed reviews. I do remember up until it, Hellblade. Hellblade right. is like overwhelmingly positive. But Everything else is much more it, it was a launch, launch game, or close. It to was like close to launch for PS3. The the main thing that it did, I think, is it kind of established Ninja Theory's bona fides of their performance capture, which in all of their games is absolutely top notch, and yeah. you can see that in this game too. Yeah, and that speaks a little bit to their history as a studio it's kind of a weird they call themselves a triple a indie developer so it's they try to have the best of both worlds mm -hmm. um and oh and microsoft acquired them in 2018 yeah i thought it was yeah, yeah after the success of hellblade and i think at least in part due to microsoft's push towards um disabled gaming and that uh. whole scene because that was around when they started pushing the adaptive controller oh, sure. and all that because it's it's complicated. I should just read my, my outline because it, it lays this out. So Ninja Theory established a research development effort with University of Cambridge psychiatrist Paul Fletcher. And he, he was the consultant on Hellblade and now continues to work with Ninja Theory and Microsoft. That was before Hellblade? After. Well, oh. they used him on Hellblade and then they created this independent, oh, okay. what they call it? Uh, yeah, yeah, just just like a mental health consultant or something, or psych psychiatric consultant. Anyway, so the reason this game started is because they wanted to create a classic hero's journey with the main character suffering from psychosis. 
and set in the real world. Um, it frames the entire, grain, er, the entire game in an ambiguous light where you're never sure if you're experiencing something that's real or if it's just in Senua's head. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, you never find out. It never mm-hmm. resolves. Yeah. It could potentially still... All it, re- it really leans into the ambiguity at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Senua is a Pict from the Pict Isles up in northern Scotland. They're, they're I, little islands. I wondered if it was that. Yeah. Because I think they say Saxon maybe at some no, point. No, no, they, they, they say... Or Celtic. They say, like Celtic is something in there somewhere, I think. No, no, no. There's... Maybe, maybe I'm misremembering. I, I wrote it down... Okay, so she's from there. Oh, Orkney, right there. Orkney Plains. That's what they say. The Orkney Plains. Oh, okay. Um, she was named after a newly discovered goddess. Not that new. It was discovered in 2005 called... They've decided now that it's Senuna, but at first they thought the goddess's name was Senua, and the, oh, okay. the lead was like, I really like that name. So that's why she's named for that. Um, she suffers from psychosis, which is not to be confused with psychopathy. She still has emotions. She just has hallucinations and doesn't know what's real and that sort of thing. So the game opens as Senua arrives at the border of Helheim in order to save the soul of her dead lover, Dillian. She carries his head to use as a vessel for his soul once she finds him. Senua believes that she is cursed by a darkness that is slowly taking over her body. If the darkness reaches her head, she believes that she will die. She's guided by her memories of the stories that Druth told her. She met Druth during a long self-imposed exile. Druth was captured by the Northmen and learned about their gods. This knowledge is crucial to Senua's quest. Senua must overcome trials such as defeating the fire giant, Surt, and the god of illusions, Valravin. She must complete the trials of Odin and defeat Garm, or Fenrir, which we'll talk about, and then finally face Hela. Throughout the entirety of the game, you're hearing many voices in Senua's head, including the voice of darkness, constantly sowing doubt and fear in Senua. As the story progresses, you learn more and more about Senua's past in a non-linear way through hearing thoughts, seeing hallucinations, and hearing stories of Druth and the memories of her mother. So now, what did everyone think of the game? Okay. Um, I liked the game. I haven't finished it yet. Uh initially starting it out I, I mean it's it's kind of tough because we'll get into a lot more detailed stuff but I wasn't really sure if I was going to enjoy it but the more you get into it it's like okay I can I kind of understand how to approach this what's going on um, yeah I liked it I don't want to give away too much right now but yeah liking it so far like I said I still haven't finished it so I had started a playthrough of it a couple of years ago and did not get very far I think I got through uh, the absolute beginning. I went through Valravin, didn't finish that section, and then I got as far as I got. So I started over. Uh, and I kind of the same thing. Like I, I liked it. I thought it was neat. The the voice thing, because I, I don't know if we quite got into that. Obviously, you hear the voices, but like the game recommends that you wear headphones because it does binaural audio, which is if someone is behind you and to your left, it sounds like they're behind you to your left and one of one of the voices at least kind of lives there um and so that's really neat i think each voice lives in a certain part of, yeah. of where you hear it like it's always that that same voice in that in that section yeah. in that area a couple of the audio logs uh lore stones with druth it would like kind of move around a little bit i noticed it was a little more i have a big complaint more. about that actually yeah and it might 
I, I don't know if it's a technical issue or if it's built into the game because I didn't notice it my first oh, playthrough. Okay, we'll well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, anyway, so I really really liked it. There's some really cool gameplay things it does. It's not super duper heavy on the technical side of things. I or from like uh, not technical from like a mechanic point of view, but it does some neat things that I really liked. By the end, I didn't. Well, I wasn't a huge fan of the combat by the end. It got really tedious, and at the very, very end, I really had a bad time at the very end, and it kind of soured me on not maybe not the whole game, but the last quarter, third of the game. Mm-hmm. So overall, I did like it, but I I got some issues, and like you said, your second time through, you noticed some cracks, and so I'm yeah. sure we'll talk about that. Connor. Yeah, um, I I don't know. I had a hard time consistently enjoying it. Um, I thought the puzzles were cool and interesting, and then after the 90th time I had to to, to do a puzzle, it was kind of frustrating. Um, I don't know. I really appreciate like what they were trying to do with like depicting mental health and everything. I thought that was cool and interesting, but I felt like they... I don't know. I felt like it could they could have prepared the user a little bit better yeah and the especially the idea of first time combat happens it's good luck unless mm-hmm. you, unless you paused and looked at the how to attack on the screen figure it out and so i know i'm not the only one at least one of us didn't know there was a key component to fighting that you didn't know until you would basically finish the game there are a couple yeah yeah We'll yeah. talk about it. I yeah. have a lot to say on that. I mean, I, I mean, I couldn't. I can't imagine I'm the only one that knew if you did left, right, Y, you did dark slide. I mean, I mean, come on. Yeah, dude. I mean, anyway, no, but seriously though, like there, yeah, it's stupid things like blocking. I didn't know you could block for it, the longest time. It doesn't tutorialize the combat. You. And I, yeah. I, I appreciate that to a point, but for this game, I don't know why it just it put me off. Um, Anyway, I there's there, a there's there, a point to be made about that that I think I talked to you about the other day that I will bring up when we get there. Um, so, but yeah, on the whole, I liked a lot of what they were going for, but I just didn't enjoy playing it. I just it would have been fine as like a video, not a video, but that I mean, yeah, I don't know, like it was more interactive than I was. I don't know. It's hard to, hard to describe. Like I like the one story. thing I wrote. This might be more effective as a miniseries. You know. Sure. You sure. said a visual like, novel, like a premium yeah. TV show. You know. Well, I like think one season of it. You know. I think a big component of how this game, like, it it has to be a video game for it to hit what they're trying to do. Because it yeah. was just a TV show, that. It would almost be infinitely worse yeah. because you couldn't do anything. Well, you could just hear these voices and you're like, what is going on? Like, anyway. It I, being a video game makes the voices make a little more sense. Doing the puzzles is more impactful because of what they're trying to convey with the puzzles as a video game mm-hmm. in a TV show. Yeah, it would yeah, just yeah, be that's nonsense. True. That's true. I, so. Yeah, if they had done something to liven up the puzzles a little bit, like mm-hmm. the, the focus ones where you have to see runes in your environment. Yeah. It, I thought it was cool because like oh that's neat and then basically I would go I would try to find a piece at the uh, one part of the map and I was like oh 
it's not here. So now I have to run to the complete other side of the map. Like there was just a handful where I was like, this is just tedious. Like this isn't interesting. This isn't. Yeah. This is just a a silly barrier to to waste my time before I can get to the next. Yeah, barrier. but that's. But again, that is part of the mental illness. It's like OCD is part of it. Mm-hmm. You have to flip the switch ten times before you can walk out of the room. She has to find this thing before she can go through this door, even uh, though it's fucking open it's just open but uh, she needs to go find the rune before she can open the door so it feeling tedious is kind of part of it it's her uh, mental illness that she's dealing with the I, whole time. I didn't think about it that way because i just thought of it as a game mechanic yeah that's but. the thing i know actually i noticed that this playthrough the first time i was with you but this time it was very clearly nothing changes the door doesn't a lock doesn't fall off. A bar doesn't drop. I didn't realize that until just, just now when yeah, you said me, that. Me neither, yeah. She just can't bring herself to do it. Like, unless the, she the runes the fade runes. off of it, but that's it. Yeah. It just is there. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think I mentioned this to Connor the other day. And this is in regards to the combat, especially at the end. Like, if you're trying to convey the tedium of something for the story's sake making the gameplay tedious is a kind of bad way to do that because you run the risk of people going well this is just fucking boring and i don't want to do it yeah but which is which is which is valid for me as a player and that's fine but i'm saying like you're gonna make some people be like i don't fucking care about doing this if it's gonna be like this the whole time i don't care how cool your story beat's gonna be at the end that then illustrates it i didn't enjoy getting there so I'm well, cu- oh, here, let's let I'm curious. Yeah, well, we didn't get Nick's. Yeah, let's get Nick's. That that segues perfectly into how I felt about the game. So, <clears throat> the fact that you said Ninja Theory describes themselves as a what is it? A triple A indie developer. Yeah. By the way, I've it's, always thought the triple A as a weird thing. It's like uh, why not single A? Like that's. It's just one of those. It's like I an industry like term. AAA, I don't know. I've always thought that's weird, but anyway, it gets used in other industries too. But that makes a lot of sense. And you might think to yourself, well, why doesn't every game studio go go for that? Well, because you might produce a game like this one where the idea is super cool. The the atmosphere is like, it's beautiful and terrifying. Mm-hmm. The gameplay of... is, in my opinion, complete garbage. And I feel like they make excuses for why their game plays the way it does. Well, we wanted it to feel like we wanted it to feel like you had mental illness. Well, check mark that box because I I definitely felt like I was going crazy slowly as I was playing this game. Mm-hmm. I've heard I've heard that of like well it's it does a really good job of making you feel like claustrophobic and stressed out because I don't know if you, did you play with headphones? Yes, for most so, of the playthrough. So having all the voices talk to you, it seriously got to the point where I was like I can't fucking stand this. Like shut the fuck up. So I, I I turned it down a little bit, but I was just like, yeah, if that's your job to make me feel uncomfortable and annoyed, way to go because you did it. And it's like that is that's what they're trying to do. I know, yeah. but, but I but I agree where it's like that doesn't inherently make that see, a good gameplay see, decision. My my response to that is it's not for you then. Like and that's yeah, fine because yeah, I, mean, I, I can absolutely appreciate you. You want to make me feel uncomfortable? You've done it, and I like it. I yeah. like that. Yeah. So I'm in that. I will say now. okay. So. I, in ways I wish they would have executed it a little bit differently um, at the end this is when I think they did execute it well is that 
when you're fighting your last battle at the end and the voices are actually giving you coherent information. They do that the whole time. The whole game. It's conflicting the entire game. Mm-hmm. Some, if, some, if, some if are you, speaking truth and some are... If you ever hear behind you and you just instinctively block, you will parry every That's, time. Mm-hmm. So I only could hear that distinctly at the very last fight where it was very clearly a single voice talking hmm. to me. Well, it does it the whole game. I'm, it does it the whole game, but, you, but you're right. I think there is more conflicting. I think there was just more noise and everything. Because, because like, it was almost like... This uh, is very mild a... spoiler, so I'll let it slide under this section, but there's a moment in the game where she, like, the voice is kind of... And it's right at the end. It's while you're walking to the last fight. The voices and her, like, kind of come to an agreement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, I feel like they that, that was good. I was like, oh... Like, you took this gameplay element of hearing voices talk to me the whole time, like, to making it be impactful of, oh, this is actually something that'll help me, is being able to discern my surroundings better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, yeah. I have, well, a, I have a pet theory about this game, and that is, well, I guess I'll just ask, was anyone who made this game associated with the mobile games uh, Infinity Blade? I have no idea. I know nothing of Infinity Blade. Yeah. Mm, Is that like Beyblade? No. Epic did Infinity Blade because in, on some level. This, the combat and actually a, a lot of the the issues with your movement and stuff, this game feels identical to Infinity Blade. Hmm. Infinity in Blade was like touch and you would just swipe to make your attacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what they did is they made the controls for combat worse and then just pushed it into Unreal Engine. That's what I think. <clears throat> okay, so let's talk about uh, combat for a second. So, mm-hmm. you can only fight when there are enemies present. She, you can't pull your sword out unless they show up. I, I think that I like that idea. Actually. I do too. I do too. I find that it it truncates it it, it truncates bullshit of you just dicking around, swinging uh-huh. your sword at a tree or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like it actually makes it be. Yes. You're, this is what yeah, you're yeah. supposed to be doing. So, so like. when you're fighting, you have a heavy attack, a light attack, a block, a dodge, and a kick. Or, or a bash. A bash. We'll say bash. Um, and there's, there's kind of a lunge, too, with sprint. A, you sprint. can sprint. Yeah. You can sprint. Well, and also your sprint, if you sprint and then do each any it of modifies the moves, each it of those. modifies each of the moves. Yeah. Yeah. I only did that a couple of times, and I always it's very helpful. paid for it, it is very actually, helpful. so I stopped doing that. Oh. See, I, I just recently discovered it in my playthrough, and yeah, it, it helps a lot mm-hmm. to use that sprint yes. attack. And the the running power. light is one of the best, because it's super quick, and it's more powerful than the I, regular light. I always did a running heavy. Anytime, like, oh, fighting's about to happen, I'm going to just sprint towards this guy and... Yeah, because it ends up. What I mean, you start your attack. The attack time is actually about the same between your running strong attack and your regular strong attack, but you're moving, and so you can kind of start it pretty pretty far back. Yeah, and it will carry you through to the yeah. enemy, and yep. you can land your first shot. Which I sure. use that in every single battle. Yeah, yeah. I will also say, I mean, Dark Souls got. I, that is stuck in my brain so hard that I was like, you know what? I gotta change the. I, I played for probably. I did like. I probably played for about two hours before I was like, you know, I really need to switch the settings. So I switched dodge to B, to B. block to left bumper. Anyway, it just made more sense to me to do it that way. And mm. I think that's what mine already were. That's not the standard. A, the standard, standard is, is dodge. A, a is dodge, B is the bash. Right bumper. Y is the, is the heavy. Um, I wonder if X you changed it on your first. You said you played through it partially yeah. first. 
on Steam, did. and then I did this playthrough on Game Pass, so there that, that wouldn't be that. Maybe I misremembered. Maybe it was the yeah. default. Um, but like I said, the, my first time through, actually, at the end, I felt the exact same way you guys did with the combat. Like, okay. This time, I never really got sick of the combat, because it's... Honestly, I, you might scream at me, it is no fucking different than Batman. You got light, you got heavy, you got to dodge. Oh god. Big fucking deal. <laughs> it's I, as I as long as you back against that, I don't think it's As all long as you is, as long as you know what to do in the right circumstance, you can make such quick work of the enemy. Well, my okay, here was my biggest complaint at the end. Before that, it wasn't as big a deal. In your last some number of fights, I forget how many it just chucks a shitload of dudes at you and you, your crowd control options are zero. You don't have crowd control and switching between enemies is a little clunky. And so having, especially in the last area, maybe the last two areas, I forget exactly, you'd be trying to figure out a puzzle. It was probably like that last section where you're trying to fix the bridge. You go through a spot, fix the bridge, walk back. Oh, you got to fight. Here's 15 dudes. Okay, and then you get a little farther in, do the same thing, fix something, fight 15 dudes, and then that last fight, it's like, okay, here's just a shitload of dudes again, and I'm like, yeah, this is the only thing, is just still just endless waves of dudes, it did, just really got old for me. Did you ever change your combat difficulty? No. Okay, if you change your combat difficulty... It cuts out like three quarters of that. That's all it does. It doesn't do anything about you hit harder, you take less damage. It just throws fewer enemies at you. That would be nice. Well, that was my experience because I played almost the entire game without changing the difficulty. Mm -hmm. And then I finally got to one fight where I was, I mean, I was just like, fuck this. It's not even fun. So I turned it down to down to easy, yeah. and guys took the same amount of hits to kill. You know, okay. I just it, saw fewer waves of, of that, enemies. That I, I, you guys know, cosmonaut variety hour. Mm-hmm. He he did a he did a review of this, and I watched it after I beat the game, and that's what he said. He said this is probably the only game I would ever suggest people actually going to an e- the easiest difficulty because it would have cuts out most of the combat. Yes, because it would have made it more like a visual not a visual novel. What the hell? An interactive story rather yeah. than like Infinity Blade. Well, so here's a, here's a thing that this is another example of them just not telling you that area specifically with the bridges. Mm-hmm. If you just push past them, they stop spawning. The longer you take, the more enemies will spawn. If you just go, it spawns like four. Guys. How do you run away? How are you supposed to know that? Exactly. No, no, no. no. Also, I knew it because also, of my previous play. This, this game should have been called Hellblade. How are you supposed? To, yeah. Me, how are you supposed to know that? Yeah, yeah but yeah. also, okay. So I actually liked that bridge fight because I was like, oh, I'm gonna try kicking someone off the bridge, and it worked. You totally can. Like, yeah. and uh, that, that's that was an instance where I had a really, I had a lot of really fun combos going where I was like, yes, I'm, that's I'm, where I got to in I, in the fighting that I was like, I actually am enjoying this because it it does a really good job of feeling good when you land those heavies. Yeah. And you get a parry, you feel really powerful. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it... sorry, yeah, go ahead, please. No, it's okay. So while we're on combat and and not knowing what the hell you're doing, I noticed early on, and I was telling this to James the other night. I felt often like I didn't realize in the early stages that I had been given control back after a little cutscene and, and a battle intro, and then I just get my shit rock because I didn't I didn't realize the cutscene was over. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's yeah. like fuck, and that that took me a few times to learn that I was that it was thrown right in there 
And then the other thing I, you alluded to, James, a major mechanic in the combat, at least for me, that I didn't realize till later on, is that you can get back up when you get knocked down. Yes. And I had no idea, and I was like, holy shit, okay, this is a game changer. Mm-hmm. I do... I, I know. I don't know. I respect what they were going for, and I think it's kind of cool that they mm-hmm. didn't just tell you, "Oh, tap tap some buttons." And actually, I I still don't know exactly how to get up, but I know when I tap. I think you buttons, just hammer on dodge up. and then you yeah, stand up. You can do. Yeah. I think you can do any button. Uh-huh. No, it, it might. I don't think. Well, so well, A A does a Sekiro type roll get up. No, no, no. Well, sometimes. Well, it has to be a mapped button because yes, correct. A is not mapped on me anymore. So the first time I got knocked down after uh, after I switched buttons, I was like, "What's happening? <laughs> Why isn't this working?" And so I had to hammer B, which is the grossest button to hammer. Jeez, <laughs> that's your own fault. Agreed. <laughs> Hoist it on your own petard. I know, but what else am I gonna do? Yeah. Um, so for the combat, there was one bright spot for me, and I say bright spot because it's after your sword starts to glow, mm-hmm. you have a heavy attack. That made combat a charge, a charge attack. Yeah, you could charge your heavy attack. Yeah. Is what I should say. Uh-huh. That changed the game up enough for me that it, that in and of itself made the combat a little bit more enjoyable because you could sit there and hold your attack, and then when they come at you, you just hit a direction on on your stick, and it will automatically dodge for you, and then you can just let go and hit them with a, with a heavy oh, attack. Oh, okay. Which which made it fun because it, you you learn the enemy moves real quick since there's only five varieties mm-hmm. and. Like there's a there's a there's a good solid way to just combo them to death after that heavy attack. I got into too much of a rhythm of just kind of doing the same thing for a while, and so like the sprint attack thing you guys talked about, because I like I said a few times I used that and I got punished, and I'm like ah I'm not gonna do it. Never did it again, and so I would just do the dodge dodge forward to close distance and then just normal attack. I knew the kick was there. I used it a couple times at the beginning. Didn't really use it again, what? and I was complaining to him. How do you beat the shield guys without that? I have a great story. About you that. dodge what? to the side and hit them once, and then you wait and then do it again, oh, and so fuck. it was super fucking tedious. And then my focus would turn on, and I would turn the, I would hit the trigger to do focus, and then you can just wail on everybody and just Trevor, kick the shit focus? out of them. Uh, you you can hit right trigger well, to focus I, for the audience, it. dipshit. It is. You have a mirror, I think, yeah, on your on you that's hooked to your belt, and it yeah. gets empowered. I forget where you even Combos. where it even get, comes you, from. It, you, you always have it. It doesn't get empowered until you meet Hella the first time. Correct. Oh, we'll okay. I didn't realize that's when it yeah. when it turns on. Okay. Yeah. But again, so how does not communicate any of it until at no. one well, point they're the like, are "Focus, use you your focus. focus," and you're like. Oh. Oh, oh wait no right trigger no no it unlocks trigger. before that because you have to use it well you already Ravin, you, you already use no I, I no because i view well, ball robin without it me too yep because i was like okay because she says that probably took forever. no it, it probably took it forever because they say use your focus it did and when does it get unlocked then that's I the thought first, it was at, that's the first you do have it for ball robin because yeah because he goes smoky yeah, and you can't yeah, yeah. attack you him unless you're focused, if, so you can hit him. I want to yeah. say it happens. You can also just back off of him and just wait. Okay, so I'm pretty uh-huh. sure what happens is you uh, you have to do something before you get to that area where you're fighting the two things, and they reference the mirror specifically, and I think that's when it unlocks because I remember hearing like, oh, when when did I get this new mirror thing? It's mm-hmm. it's magical, whatever, and then from there. Well, it's also the same button that you use when you need to focus in on a door with the runes 
or yeah, so, the illusion things. Yeah. So them yelling focus. Which they call focus. Yeah. To then, solve puzzles. Yeah. yeah. And that makes sense. So the button at least is something you are kind of familiar with, but that doesn't mean you're going to know to use it and, in combat And I, I think that's the frustrating thing is that it didn't happen to just one of us. It happened to a... a I mean, it happens to everyone. I yeah. think that's, that's the thing, like what Luke was saying. You respect the idea behind it of... Yeah, you don't know all of your abilities. You don't know everything you can have until the voices start giving you hints and you go, oh, let's, tr- let's try some stuff. The problem with that is what they should do is until you're in the moment where they're like, focus, focus, and you don't do it, then it should go, focus, focus, R on the R button prompt. Mm-hmm. Or is yeah. it L? It's I think it's R, right trigger. Right trigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give you a little button prompt. I, I know that that kind of pulls you out of you're in the world, but, but come on. But to, so, to, to too Nick's many point, people are like, what the fuck? Why can't I do this? Well, so, you know what's going to pull you out more? Not knowing what the fuck's happening and yeah. being really frustrated. Well, so, yeah. I, I, I felt like they peppered in excuses throughout the story. And one of them is Senwa is a self-taught. She's self-taught with her weapons. No one ever trained her. She's she's self-taught. She and watched, watched Dillion. She mirrors yeah. another deity or something that they talk about if you if you're doing the little kiosk things that whatever they're called the, the well, no it specifically the says stone. that she she watched Dillion yeah right and learned from him and and, and then, one yeah some of those lore, lore stones talk about there's another I can't remember if they say the name but taught themselves to be a warrior so that's kind of part of the game uh-huh. is well she taught herself to be a warrior so you're teaching yourself how to fight mm-hmm. yeah. which in theory sounds really cool but in practice it doesn't translate well and, I, and it becomes super frustrating i completely agree yeah. that's my statement before about i really like where they were going with this but at the end of the day so it's a video game and breaking immersion is the silliest thing yeah because you have to you, make allowances kinda, for exactly. the lowest common denominator so the whole triple a indie thing they started this game with 15 employees that's it. Oh, and it was probably built wow. for mobile at first because it was Infinity Blade. <laughs> <laughs> I need to look at, up Infinity Blade because yeah. I have no idea what you're talking well, so, about. So with the kick shield, back to that kick shield, I well, the first time I ever kicked an enemy with a shield, I must have just timed it poorly and he must, he must have been starting an attack or something because I kicked him and it did nothing. That is one of the... That is that is something that... You, you have to be on top of the enemy, otherwise you'll miss. Yeah. So, well, no, I didn't miss him. I hit him. It so, had the sound uh, of impact and everything. To me, that is just really, really poor timing because I... I in other games, that same thing has happened to me. Or like a Dark Souls. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like Dark Souls or something where apparently I can't parry that attack because I didn't get it right, you know? Uh, but but it no, was the first no, enemy. No, you can. You just didn't do it right the first time, so you just yes. gave up, which... That happened for about half the game. And it, and so for every shield enemy, I was doing what Trevor did, which was oh, I would just dodge to the side in one oh, hit that, and then yeah. just wait for him to that reset. Very slightly in their defense, when that kind of things ha- thing happens, it's a little hard to, I guess, blame the game that you didn't keep trying it. Because in your, right. in your experience, well, that didn't do anything, even though it said it's a mechanic, so I'm not going to try it again. Right. It was just kind of shitty luck it's, on my part. It's, it's, yeah. it's hard. Yeah. That's yeah. a critique of the game and more just I was extra frustrated yeah, because yeah, that yeah. happened. Well, yeah. The funny thing is is that this happens in every video game where you, your, your critical thinking part of your brain kind of shuts off where you think this can't be the only way. This can't be the only way to fight these shield guys. Well, like I but said, your brain is like, well, it's working, so fuck it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, working very slowly, yeah, so exa- I guess I'll just continue. Exactly. As I but you then, get used to one way of doing it, and you just 
keep yeah. doing it that way, even though obviously yeah. there's a more efficient way to do it. So this combat discussion makes me think that James was right. This is a lot more like Batman Arkham Asylum than we began to understand. Because, obviously there are bigger combos in, in Batman. But... Because of your experience with Arkham Asylum where you didn't realize the detective vision and how it worked from the, yeah, yeah. From the outset of the game, yeah. and you were just fucked the entire time and confused. Mm-hmm. Well, that, the thing is, that's just you missing a tutorial. Uh, true. But, so, one tutorial. But yes. I, I think yeah. it's I think it's interesting. Yeah. Um, Should I, we talk about I, things we do like? Oh, well, I love the fact that she had batarangs. That was my favorite thing. <laughs> oh, well, last thing on combat, there were distinct combos you could do. If you do a heavy and then light, 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 it go, it does a heavy and then it does a couple and then she spins around as a backstab and it's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple of combos that you can actually do that are more unique than just mashing. I kind of would just mash both buttons here and there. Yeah. It's just if you got a little more deliberate with it, there was some okay. cooler visuals. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, so I like I said, first time felt tedious. This time actually, probably because I knew exactly yeah. what I was going into, I actually enjoyed the combat quite a bit more. So not knowing release schedule of stuff. I'm trying to think. This probably was before the DMC reboot, right? No, it was after. It was after? Mm-hmm. So it being a smaller team then maybe is the difference because you played that DMC reboot, right? It was amazing. And you yeah. loved it. I loved it. A lot of people really liked it. I played a little bit of it and was like, this is not for me. So, you know, it maybe is just more scope, team size, that kind of thing that yeah. affected the execution of a lot of the gameplay elements, mainly the combat, I guess. So the reason I keep going back to the Infinity Blade thing mm-hmm. is Infinity Blade has about... Oh, well, I've played Infinity, Infinity Blade 3. It's the only one I've ever played. It has like five or six enemy types, and at least three of them share identical animation to enemies in this game. You, you know that, that dude with the two uh, axes that you fight? Uh-huh. He does that little backflip kick move uh-huh. that is ripped directly from Infinity Blade 3. Uh, mm-hmm. Interesting. It's it's huh. really weird. It was I, I it was a really bizarre. You know what it could be? It could be that it's like based on a martial arts form. Could be. And so they both pulled from the same thing. That's also possible. There is, that is possible. So there's there's always discussions in video game circles about reuse of assets and that kind of stuff. Uh, and what it what a lot of that boils down to is just well if it's the same developer doing stuff that's one thing because it's look why would we do a bunch of extra work when we have this stuff that's lying around that we can just use it makes things easier but on the other hand with certain game engines they have asset libraries and unreal specifically very deliberately has asset libraries so that any developers can just be like Mm. oh here's all these animations we're just going to pull this to save them all the overhead of doing that to make it easier. So yeah. that could probably be a thing. Very well. Like I said, I'm pretty sure Epic made Infinity Blade. Unreal Engine is what this is running on. So okay. that okay. would absolutely okay. make sense. That yeah. makes sense to me. Because I, 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 I kept like looking for things because I noticed it really early on in the game. And so it just kept happening in the combat. And I was like... This- this feels like they took Infinity mm. Blade, took out the motion controls, and just assigned buttons to try to... Because mm. you have the same basic moves. You have mm. a heavy attack, a light attack, a block, a dodge, and a kick. Mm. Yeah. So it was like... It just mm. felt very similar to me. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I think that concludes our discussion on combat. <clears throat> yeah? Probably. Okay.
Um, Did anyone else get real heavy Carl Urban vibes from Druth? I can see that. Not really. Now that you say that, I can see. Especially when the video first popped up, I'm like, oh yeah, Carl Urban. It's not obviously, but this. So, like when Druth talks, you'll see his face, and those are videos. Absolutely, just videos. But the first time, you're like, wait. Are they rendering? Because it, it looks out every time. It was, oh, really? It was really weird. I, the fact that it, I, I could just tell, like, oh, this is just a video. What did just? What did everybody play on? Oh, I, PC. 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 Xbox One. Xbox One, and I tried on cloud gaming mobile on my phone. Yeah. Oh. I would not recommend it. Yeah, I wouldn't. Either. I, it was. It broke so many weird things. Mm. Like when you would go to one of those rune. Yeah. Whatever you want to call the, it. The kiosks. Like the shards the or, kiosks. or the lore stones? The lore stones. Okay. If you walked more than, I don't know, 15 steps away, audio completely cut out. Okay. I had that exact same problem on this playthrough. My first playthrough, absolutely not. I, I could keep trying to solve puzzles. Everything was fine. This time I was like, oh, great, cool. I just have to set my controller down and wait for this yeah. to finish. So I had, the same issue. I had a mix of that, which is at, I want to say, let's say the first half of the game it would fade as I walked away, yes. like I was getting too yeah. far from uh-huh. it. Yeah, yeah. Towards the end of the game, it would just play no matter what. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, what the yeah. hell? Back, back in 2020, you could go as far as you wanted, and it would go until it was done talking. See, I finished, You're also playing on your I finished the game on my No, console. I was playing on my 1060. It was still a PC, oh. but it was my 1060. But they did a... Trevor, you told me this. Yeah. They, like, refreshed well, some they, stuff Well, because they the did a re... Well, no, it was... Probably for the Series X version. Oh, yeah. So they up that all. Not up sorry. But, you know, re- really did a lot of work to make it look a lot nicer. And there's way more bells and whistles in the PC version now, too, because there's DLSS mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. a bunch of other stuff. There's ray tracing. I think that gunked up those triggers. Because, yeah, yeah same I thing would happen that. to me. And I was like, this yeah, is horse shit. Because I... Okay, we'll get to it. That's it. far and away the best part of the game. Those lore stones and the story. I was and so, say... great. This is the best part, and now I just have to set my controller yeah. down. See, and I gotta admit, like, there were times where I noticed the, the sound from the runestone fading as I walked away, and I decided, fuck it, I'm not listening to it, because I, I gotta finish <laughs> uh, this puzzle, uh-huh, and yeah. I'm, and I'm yes. just moving yeah. on. Yes, like, because this puzzle, puzzle is tedious, I don't want to just waste more time. I think it's a glitch. I, I don't think it's yeah. supposed to do that. It's I, not, but also, this kind of brings me to a point that I... The, the move speed, the, 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 the speed that your character moves at, even when you're... Sp- Sprinting. Quote, sprinting, it punishes exploration. You move too slow through this it game. It does a little bit. And But but the thing is, it would, it would totally nice. make sense if you had things to listen to. Mm-hmm. But the fact that that broke and I couldn't uh-huh. listen as I was walking, it mm-hmm. made it so it, frustrating. It, it, honestly, yeah. I think they, like, as I agree, I think the lore stones, him telling stories about Norse mythology, so cool. So, so good. Like, his dope. voice yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. He's got... Setting is fun. I love that accent. The... Yeah. I think also, it's... Yorkshire, his like, Yorkshire, his like angry, his uh-huh. angry tellings of these mm-hmm. stories—not angry, but yeah. you know, spirited. The one about him very specifically, and there's a couple others where he gets really into it, especially mm-hmm. at the end. Oh, when at the end, ta- when he's talking about Ragnarok. Yes, yeah. that's exactly so what I was good. about to say. Yeah. yeah, so I really again, those didn't break for me either. Me Those either. last ones, me I could either. go everywhere and still listen. Yep. It was super weird. Uh, Although, real quick, you get an achievement for getting all the lore stones, and when I first played it, I missed one. And there was no chapter select. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not getting that achievement. So I looked so up time, where they were. I went through and found them. I actually missed four total. But something happened. The v- literal last lore stone would not play for me. 
and I could activate it as many times as I wanted and just nothing would happen. And then when you'd go out, so the last section, it, there are four, it said like eight out of four. It acted like I was getting a new one oh, every weird. time. Nice. It did It did not make the achievement pop though. Oh, yeah. I did get the achievement, but that one never played for some reason. And and the the the, the counter running up didn't make it. So difference. I wanted to but make sure that I got them all, much. A for achievement, but also for to, to read them and when I did a little bit of googling about it all the results were from around the initial release and people yeah were like you can't you can't go back mm-hmm. now you can they added a chapter yeah. like when they did all this when you do it it is it basically instances your save for just the chapter select it doesn't even touch your actual yeah. progress which is kind of nice yeah. but getting a lore stone when you do that still counts for your overall progress. So if also, there's one that you missed, you just okay. jump back into that, okay. go find it, Also, as you back. go, That's the little overlay you see as you walk up to it has a big ring filled with runes. And if you'll notice, those fill in as you go. Yeah. Oh. So you can, so you can oh. see at that moment how many you're missing. So, so there was a lot of stuff like that in this game that I didn't notice initially, but then I thought was super cool. Like, yeah. even even the, the, we've already talked about the mirror lighting. I, it took me a while to figure mm-hmm. that out. And to figure out that I could use focus mm-hmm. outside of puzzles, yeah. but once I did, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of glad they didn't tell me that because it was fun to it was fun to discover that. Yeah. Kind so of stuff. so yeah, the runes. There's also a, a little dot separating each section, so you know which section you're mm-hmm. in. They play in sequential order as you find them. It's not mm-hmm. this is the one for this spot. Yeah. So it will always tell you the story that he's telling yeah. in the right order, okay. even if you find I the right. I did not notice that until this playthrough. So I was wondering if yeah. that's what they did. What yeah. made me realize that is, I told I think I told you that I had missed one kind of early on, and I was mm-hmm. worried about it. Mm-hmm. It's in the very very first section of the game, which is everything up to where you split between Valravin and Sort. Mm-hmm. There's one in that arena and I didn't notice it. I didn't get it till I was done with both of those. I come back, hit it. It was the last one and it filled in my thing and then I kept going. And I'm like, oh, so it, and it really is. Yeah, that's smart. Well, so, I real- would say ODST did the same thing, yeah. which I think is smart. That ODST is a little different because that's like, who gives, no offense, but who gives a shit about that story yeah. of all those audio logs. But this makes way more sense to do yeah. it that way yeah. because it actually yeah. is pertinent information. Mm-hmm. Like it, so before we get to spoilers, I want to talk about the puzzles a little bit. So at the beginning, you're outside of Helheim, and you need to open a door to cross a bridge to confront Hel- Hela. Or Hel, depending on the... Norse is so crazy. We know so little about it that mm-hmm. a mil- there are a million different names for everything. And it's and, all oral tradition uh-huh. that yeah, yeah. didn't get recorded so, till. So to, to cross the bridge super to recently. actually enter Helheim, you have to defeat two guardians of hell Surt and Valravin Valravin is the god of illusions and Surt is just a fire giant the it, and so there are two doors you can split between if you go down Surt um, there are three puzzles and those puzzles are just there are runes on the door you have to look at that to activate the puzzle because if you go looking for it first it won't work you have to go up to the door see it's quote-unquote locked and then go find those runes in the real life. Like trees have fallen over making an X, etc. Pretty simple. Um, There's also the the bonfire things in Sorts oh, area. That's right. Yes. But that's more just like once you've finished this specific section, you activate that bonfire and then you just have to sprint out. Yeah. 
because it like changes the world state for a second and the world's on fire and if you wait too long you get consumed by the fire so you have to kind of make sure your path is clear and you know where you're going it's but not again, actually it's, that complicated. It's, it's not oh. complicated there were a couple but times you can make when a it wrong turn and just get absolutely this, torched this, and you're like well this is one section of the game that it did piss me off so i, I it was like one of the first bonfires i lit and i'm running and i'm going where i was like okay i gotta run i gotta do this thing and one of the voices says she's going the wrong way and i'm like am i i'm like no no it wasn't no it wasn't uh, am i going the wrong way it was no i'm not going the wrong way i'm going the right way but why are you saying that and so i turn around and i'm like there's nothing behind me and then i was like well and then i start running again and it fucking kills me and i was just like slow it's like god damn it like yeah. that's so stupid like that's the point though i know but that's it's exactly like exactly the point I just, it, it got me, I guess. Can you imagine living with psychosis? It would suck. I can <laughs> I get burned alive all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you fight Cert, and he's just a big guy. Not yeah. too bad. Uh, oh. oh, dodge. That is the moment where I was like, oh, right, there's a dodge in this game. And you need it, because otherwise you get fucking clobbered by that dude. Because a block will just knock you on your ass. And if you get hit, it just smashes you, and you go, oh, yeah, there's a dodge. That's funny. I didn't know how to block at that point, so I just was good at dodging. And I, I killed him super fast, but, but Valravin okay, took so, forever. So then the Valravin puzzles are, he's got a triangle-type raven head symbol, and you have to make, and there are, like, those things hanging in the trees, like, and you got to make them line up. And you do that by passing through gates that change the world state. Like, they'll open a gate. It's, it's hard to explain over an audio format, but we all know what we're talking about. Basically, <laughs> like, as you're walking through the environment, you will see, like, the path is blocked. And then if you change your point of view so that this gate is between you and it's, the wall. It's two trees with a stag head in the Like, middle. strung between, yeah. yeah. And those are those are the magic. Gates. They glow sometimes, maybe not a always. Faint red. There's a faint yeah. red outline. But anyway, so if the gate is between you and the spot you need to go, then all of a sudden the state is different. So in some spots where there was a wall, now it's open, or a ruined staircase is now fixed, and it's just you just need to line yourself up and then walk through the gate, and then the world state is now the way for you to progress the puzzle. So there's a couple different areas that do that, yeah. and you need to either add or subtract stuff as needed in that area, which I thought was neat. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I liked about that specific area, uh, the sound, cause it, mm-hmm. you have to like use sound to kind of find your way a little so, bit. So there are, there are, um, effigies of Valravin uh-huh. and it, he will be real. It will be a real Raven God standing there. And he's like singing in this real guttural throat singing. Uh-huh. It's really cool. Yes. And if you use that as your guide, that'll tell you the general direction to go to solve the thing. Mm-hmm. But what's so cool. I, I love it so much is you see this real life thing. And you're like, Oh shit, am I gonna have to fight this? And as you're getting close, he passes behind a tree and then it's just the effigy again. It's, yep. it's just such a good mm-hmm. effect. It makes you feel like yeah. this dread. And then it's, Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not real. If I, nothing else, this game's, the sound design was just stellar. Oh, absolutely i was just gonna say yeah the the i guess immersion of the valravin section and just really being on edge the whole time was really fucking cool i I didn't notice it my first time but there are trees there are eyes in the trees there are faces all over this game so i didn't notice i noticed some the ones you can so you see your mother's face and you can activate those and she talks to you that one those are the only ones if you just look at like 
random landscape, you can see... It's like those Native American paintings? The, yeah, that, that, uh, had, that yeah. has hidden faces all over them. Bev Doolittle. There you go. I think that's what her name was. Um, Shout out to Bev. I found Keep a... Keep it real. Keep it 100, Bev. I found a hidden face that made me think there would be more things like that and then I didn't really ever find any more. There are only it, a couple of your mother's face. There are only yeah. like three. It was it was right after face, It was right after you crossed the bridge the first time and you kind of double back. Well, cuz you have to go and I, I thought this was a secret too, but it's actually the way that you progress cuz you have to it's how you, how you find runes. It's after your sword gets broken and then you're back up you get back up top of the bridge and you continue. So right after Sert and Valrobin. Um you go into the room, you have to go down onto the broken ship and look up, and then you fix the staircase in that room up in there. Yeah. Once you get back up in there, you have to go up the staircase to the top, There's a, there's a, and you have to get some runes up there to open the door to let you keep going. Mm-hmm. All the way up at the top, if you kind of go out and then come back, there's a, there's a really narrow ledge you can come on and go backwards, and you round a corner, and her face is just in the roof. And then, you know, it just does another one of those, which, like, I, you know, we said, they're kind of incidental. It's storytelling stuff. I thought there'd be more of those. And I never really found anything else hidden like that. Yeah, there think... are, there's there's one near a waterfall. She's facing the rocks. Oh, I remember that one, seeing it before any of the face stuff got activated. And I th- forgot to do it after that happened. Those are the only two I can remember, but I feel like there's at least a third. There's one on So on when I roof. say top... Well, that's the, that's, that's the what I'm talking about. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. When I say faces, I don't mean you can no, interact I know, with them. I know. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. has like eyes and, sure. and a mouth and mm-hmm. nose. Okay. So in the in the Valravin section specifically, it's that same what do they what do you call it? Video the real video FMV? FMV. Yeah, yeah. It's an FMV eye on the tree. Because as soon as oh. you defeat Valravin, they go away. Oh. I never saw this. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I noticed it this time, but I didn't notice it. I kind of hoped it would be stuff like that, but I didn't start to really look for him yeah. until after the Valrobin fight. So well, I spent so there. much time walking around. I thought just about everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then you defeat Valrobin, and that fight is more complicated than the Cert, because Cert's just straight up a fight. Mm. This one, well, it actually is just a fight if you don't know about Focus. Yeah. But if you know about Focus, he turns to, to smoke at one point and views Focus it. Corporalize, corporalizes mm-hmm. him again. Incorporates? Incorporates him. <laughs> and you can attack him again. And yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. So, and uh, then, so that breaks the barrier down. You can cross the bridge and enter mm-hmm. hell. You confront Hella and she just, once mm-hmm. one hits you. Yeah. And it breaks your sword and you tumble out and you fall down and then you wake up and you're like, oh, is it over? Am I dead? Um, and then you progress and now we're going to get into spoilers yeah so so this is the rest of the story this spoils the rest of the story completely every this is this kind of puts it into a straight timeline whereas we're hearing it all out of order and you don't it's it's kind of hard to parse until literally the very end and then you kind of finally put it all together so this will tell that story so senua's mother galena was a healer and thought that her psychosis was a gift senua's father Zinbel, which by the way I don't think they ever say. I got that. No, they absolutely do. They said it a bunch. Yeah, I never noticed it. Anyway, okay. I had a hard time parsing what the name actually was, but that's absolutely. Oh, okay, okay. So Zinbel thought otherwise and burned Elena or Galena alive because he thought her psychosis was the curse of darkness and was causing her to defy the gods. The voice of darkness is Senua's father. Mm -hmm. 
Senua's father, believing Galena had been taken by the darkness and defying the gods, burned her at the stake when Senua was only five years old. Senua then blocks this out and can't remember it until you learn it through, throughout the game. Her father, her father convinced her that she was tainted with evil and abused Senua emotionally and physically and isolated her from the rest of the world until she met Dillian. The two fell in love and Senua left her father to be with him. When a plague struck the village, it killed a large number of the inhabitants, including both Senua's father and Dillian's father. Dillian's father being the chief of the village. Uh, Senua believed that this was her fault because of the darkness, and so she embarked on a self-imposed exile for about a year, where she met Druth. Uh, this practice actually was very common in the Picts, and they called it they called that person a Gelt. Uh, when she returned a year later, after thinking she had conquered her darkness, she found that her entire village had been slaughtered by Norsemen, and Dillian had been sacrificed in a blood eagle ritual. Remembering the stories of Druth, Senua then swore to save Dillian's soul from the gods of the Norsemen. After completing the trials of Sirt and Valravin, Senua faces Hela and her blade shatters on the first strike. At this point, she contemplates suicide, and spurned by a vision of Dillian, she presses on. She must complete the trials of Odin in order to reforge Grarm, <laughs> Uh, a weapon made of made by Odin that can kill a god. Ultimately, Senua fights against the influence of darkness, surviving the sea of corpses and defeating the beast Garm at the gates of Helheim. She realizes that the darkness is a representation of her father's abuse and temporarily imprisons the Furies in a magic mirror. She then confronts Hela, who summons a legion of undead warriors. Senua fights them until she is finally overwhelmed and then tries to bargain with Hela. In her final moments, she recalls Dillian telling her the importance of accepting loss. As the imagery of Helheim fades away, Hela stabs Senua with Garm and drops Dillian's head into the abyss. But as the camera returns to her, Senua is standing in her, pl in her place with, a with the dead Hela at her feet. Having accepted that it was never possible for her to bring her lover back and that she is not responsible for his death or anyone else's. Senua finally banishes the darkness from her soul and accepts the Furies, not as a curse, but as a part of who she is. She invites the player to follow her, saying that there is another story to tell. So, Fury, the Furies is what they named the, the voices that she's hearing the whole time. I don't think they ever say that in the game, but that's how Wikipedia had said it, so that's what I was talking about. Anyway, so yeah, so that's the rest of the story. I am really interested to see what the story of the second game is going to be, based based on the the one gameplay trailer. Oh, I haven't. I've even, seen. I didn't even realize oh, there was it. one. It's been out for a little while, yeah. Two years. Yeah. Um, basically, she's leading a bunch of soldiers on like an assault on a giant in a cave, hmm. and the voices are still talking to her. Yeah. But she's like in charge of all these soldiers, so she's not alone. And it kind of goes bad and you know and attacks back and like follows them back to like their encampment and then the trailer ends and right at its end and she goes I know you and then that's it so I'm really curious what's what it's gonna mm -hmm. be because it's not gonna follow 
a lot of what this game was, right. certainly. It seems like it maybe is going to be a little more action-focused, hmm. but the voices are, st- are still there because you, you hear them yeah, yeah. talking to her in the trailer. So what I said earlier about her coming to an agreement with the voices, as you're crossing the absolute final bridge to get into Helheim, there's like a mirror oh, just uh-huh. kind of floating, and as you're approaching it, the voices are like, stop, stop, you're going to kill, you're going to kill yourself. Stop, stop, stop. You're going to kill she, us. We don't want to die. She goes through, and then at that point, it's like they say something like, well, yeah, if you die, we die. So let's all let's all come together and help 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 you survive this. And so, yeah, there's anyway. Uh, I mean, that, that that's kind of I'm again, OK with it resetting each time, because according to the story, she thought she had conquered the darkness back before the game even started here. We think she's conquered it again. She hasn't. And again, mm-hmm. that's the nature of mental mm-hmm. illness. You don't yeah. conquer it. You you learn to live with it. You learn to cope and yeah. Um so going back a little bit, I thought this most of this section I really liked because there was no combat, it was just puzzles. You know, you walk through the beach mm-hmm. with the, all the wrecked ships yeah. and all the ornate doors in the mountains, which side note, I am a huge sucker for gigantic ornate architecture in mountains like this um i think i was telling him one day i was gonna go play it i'm like "Ah, i'll play in a minute and i played destiny instead for a little bit which is way more open and you can go all sorts of places and then i load this up and initially i'm like oh i can go anywhere and do anything oh no i can't and it kind of made me a little sad that it wasn't a little more expansive to to see see that kind of stuff because a lot of that same kind of architecture and cool stuff in the environment is in that new God of War, not reboot, but you know, from, from 2018. Um, yeah. And and uh, that is way Norse focused, obviously. So there was a lot of similar vibes. Uh, yeah. That I was getting, but anyway, so you go through that whole beach area, and then you get to, I guess that tree, and then the shards around it, which yeah. initially seem like things that you can focus on just like the lore stones and nothing happens and i'm like well something must activate these here in a minute sure enough it does because you get up to the top of the tree there's the sword buried in there but you can't pull it out yet mm-hmm. i don't know if it was right there or if it was after i'd done a couple or where i went oh hellblade got it <laughs> yeah so but that whole section i like i said i thought that was those were really neat because they were just puzzle sections mm-hmm. no enemies just figure it out and they weren't hard they're, they're like tr- they're kind of truncated versions of the previous puzzles and you can just get through them a lot well, they were mm-hmm. all different luke which one how far did you get how many puzzles did you do uh, i think i'm in the third one right now well you could do them in any order. you can do them in any order because also sure. the runes don't line up in the order that i thought they would mm-hmm. So, wh- wh- do you know which ones you did specifically? Uh, the one I just finished was you're you're walking across a bridge. There, there's basically two different routes to go up to this this house or this church or mm-hmm. God knows what. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's a light world and a dark world, so mm-hmm. you got to go Those through these masks. different mask things. To... Yeah, yeah. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, that one's really cool. It's pretty cool. So cool. Yeah. So I just finished that. I one, think, and I think I did one or two before. There that. are f- there are, there's four, I right? Think it's four, yeah. So there's that one. There's, there's the one swamp. with like the swamp, swamp. Yeah, which is basically Valravan gates uh-huh. again yeah. to oh. get through the swamp. Uh-huh. I finished that one. The end of that one kind of bothered me a little bit because the very last section of that, there's a couple bridges you have to fix by just yeah. finding the route the through. Br- yeah, yeah. At the end of that one, there's a rune door, but as soon as you focus in 
to start finding the runes, it flips it on you a little bit because most of the game it's you focus on the door, it tells you these are the runes you need to go find, and then you just have to go find them. This one, as soon as you do that, it dumps you into a different area where you have to run away from this thing. Mm-hmm. And that was super frustrating to me because the first, I don't know, five times I died, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is happening that's killing me because it like fractures your view on the screen. It like, like glass breaking essentially is kind of the effect that I figured it was. And so trying to figure out where the thing was coming from, I just, it, it took me way too long to figure out. And it was really frustrating. Once I figured it out, it's actually really, really easy, but just getting to that point was hard because it really is just run in a big circle. The rune is just but literally painted on, on the wall. wall. Yeah. It's not a puzzle to find yeah, it, yeah. and then you're out, and then it's fine. So I, that one was a little frustrating. Yeah, with that one specifically, my I just kept thinking, if you're going to have a chase in this game, your movement controls have to be way more dialed in than mm-hmm. they are. Because it, yeah, the you, movement you, is pretty your loose. Tank, it's, it's basic tank controls yeah. for your character. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're not racist. And it's not, not super fast. responsive. It's not crazy responsive. And what I it? died probably 13, 14 times, oh, 15. Geez. Oh, really? So it was so frustrating. Within that or that little puzzle, I only died once. Me I was too. like, oh, well, just avoid this this ominous red glow. Shading. Yeah. 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 I couldn't tell run, where run it was coming from stuff. even initially, and that's why I kept it having It also would trouble. get louder, too, the closer it got to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that one I had no problem with. But also, it, I agree, if you had just a simple quick turn around that would have mm-hmm. solved yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. resident evil 4 yeah yeah flip yes. around so yeah that's... so that's that's the second one there's one where you have to go through like this labyrinth yeah um and every every intersection is either going to just oh, recur yeah. you back to where you just came in the room or be the, the correct one to go to yeah. that was another one where sand was not only important but well done you you can hear dillian screaming like he's being tortured or something yeah, yeah. and that sound of him doing that but, was 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 unsettling but that, so i think that might have been the lore stone i missed my first playthrough you have to go the wrong way to find a lore stone you do. Yeah. it doesn't reset you when there's a lore stone to find yeah, yeah. so that one was not bad. It wasn't really frustrating. It was more like you do it a couple times because you're trying to it's explore. It's confusing at first, and then yeah. you figure it out, and it's not. For me, out. being wired how I am, where I always want to do the thing where, what's the critical path? Fuck off for five minutes because I'm going to go explore the other way. Yep. I'm usually that way, but it, not in this It game. made... Well, and you I can... want to do that. Well, I can no, turn that no off. Yeah. I can turn it off when I know there's no reason to. And in this game, for most of it, it's not, except in this spot, just for a couple lore stones. Yeah. Uh, so then you get to that one... All of these, really, it's just at the end, you then just finish the puzzle. There's not, like, a thing you get or a goal. It's more just that you finished it, and, and then that activates the And these the shard. all have important story beats for her. Right. She, she comes to feeling better about this, something this, on each of those puzzles. I think this is partly why, where the story lacked a little bit for me, and maybe it's because there was foreshadowing that I missed, but it was, like, the stuff with, the, with her mom was, like, Oh, so your mom's a character? Okay, that's a thing. Like it didn't seem like there was enough of a, enough of a touchstone early on in the game to like carry me through to actually get. Did you shit. find any of those faces? Any of your mother's yeah, faces? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I you found. Have to to I found. Oh, do you? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There's oh. at least one you have to hit. I think there's one at the very beginning. It's around the Val Robin fight. I think. Yeah, I think the main one that you get. Okay. Yeah, I think. And then I saw the one in the house. Maybe the one in the waterfall too, but to me it just didn't. See- 
be okay because there were so many voices and so many things going on where i couldn't trust whatever where it was like is the darkness a good is an ally i don't know are the voices helpful it was enough where i was like well i can't trust anybody so me listening to my mom talk about stuff i don't really care like well but none of that was important to what you were currently doing sure like, mechanically sure i'm just saying just st- overall overarching story it was like you explaining you you giving the synopsis of of her mother being burned at the stake like i pieced a lot of that together um well it I, straight up shows you that at the end at well some yeah point. but like i i didn't really understand i just i don't know i i, I just didn't get the whole story is what here's I'm something I, that i noted that well so i took notes and my wife washed my jeans and my notes were in there so i had to rewrite them all <laughs> but one of the things i didn't put it on this but one of the things that i did notice is some of the story elements are more well established than others and that to i, I had the same general feeling sure. near the end where it was like man this is real heavy into my mom and dad when it kind of wasn't established throughout the game as well as hey i have my my boyfriend's head tied to the back of my belt mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that is such a like a strong motivation in the game and then as you move through you start to find out more about senwa but some of them don't hit the same way that, like, that general, I'm getting into, you know, hell to save my boyfriend. I don't know. It just felt, some some of those aspects felt a little less fleshed out, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so it left me feeling generally the same way at the end of the game, where it's like, yeah. oh, we're focusing a lot on this, that I, this part that I wasn't maybe paying as close attention to because I didn't think it was going to be as big of a deal as it was. Yeah. The connection with, the, with her mom I kind of agree with with her dad. I think that one's a lot stronger. Yeah. And especially well, and when I being when I realize voice. that because yeah. you hear that voice very first when you cross the bridge and it's kind of this creepy guttural, you know, vocal fry thing. He's that crazy deep voice guy from Witcher 3. He does a lot of mm-hmm. voiceover work. But. And yeah, so when that finally clicked, I was like, "Okay, that makes a lot of sense." So that was a nice thematic uh touchstone thing yeah. to wrap around and then the last shard challenge is just the the darkness one where it really is like you you can barely see what's happening i mean you can see more than the game pretends that you can see oh. she acts like she can't see anything and you're like well no i can i could see vague outlines of stuff enough and you have to really use the audio to find your way uh that one was fine i thought the creatures were really creepy looking and that was and and the sound they make like Uh you think oh this thing's absolutely gonna turn around and eat me here i'm walking right past it but it doesn't i didn't die in that section i didn't either did anybody Mm -hmm. no i don't know if you even can can. have you done it yet uh i haven't done that one that that one that go ahead and walk directly into one of those and let us know if it kills you because you get real close and it makes you're like "Uh." Ah, okay but if no one died, maybe it, maybe you totally, it won't kill you. You totally can. And the only reason I I know that is because I actually I actually did die once, but it was on purpose. I just walked straight into that dude to see what it would do because oh, there okay, was, okay. and part of that was, I mean, the reason for that was. You've lied to this, me before. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like this yeah. is an unreliable narrator. Are these things even here? Yeah, they yeah. totally are. Like it'll oh, jump okay. on so, top of you and kill you. I think it's funny you saying you need it helps audio, audio helps you through that section. You just walk. You could see everything. Yeah. Maybe I had my settings on too high of brightness, but it was like, yeah, Cosmonaut said the same thing. It's really cool. It lets you actually lets you use your your other senses rather than your vision. I'm I like, mean, what the fuck are you talking it about? It definitely I can see them clear as day. Yeah. Like, I, I, it brightness def- probably was a little too high. It definitely yeah. jacks the audio up 
as yeah. you're facing uh-huh. the right direction to go. Because it's, well, you can, it, it's you either can, wind or yeah. water yeah, running, and it is very prominent it's that water. you're... It's water, yeah, most of the time. The whole time? Or, oh, no, 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 it's, no, it switches. It, I think it, it does a little bit of both. It does switch, but it was like... Because at first you're inside and you're hearing outside, yeah. and then once you're outside, then it's water. Anyway. So you finish all that, and then you finally get the sword, and then that door in the mountain on the shore that wasn't open, that you couldn't even do anything with, yeah. is now open. Mm-hmm. And then I think that technically is... Helheim uh-huh. is that next section, and then the last section is Hella's domain or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so that next section is kind of just more of what you've already been doing. It's like a, it feels like a prison. That section. Yeah. It's like underground, well, and you're like you're running like away. You're running of. away from the beast. Well, this was my favorite part of the game. It is really cool. You're about you're because, about to get because there. you walk nice. through the doors, and I don't know if this happens immediately, but essentially what happens is if it's dark, your vision gets all fucked up, and you start and sprinting you way faster than you can run. Amount of time, and but it's, it, it's it's progressive. So it's when you. The longer you're in the dark, the the worse your vision becomes, right. and the louder, and the you know the more. Yeah. So you have to sprint out of the darkness to a light source, which you can almost always see straight ahead. Maybe there's a little bit of meandering on some of them, mm-hmm. and then you're fine. And then at that point, you usually will get a torch, carry it around to keep the the voice at bay or the beast or whatever. And there's torches you can light. And there's a couple like little waterfalls. There's spots that- where it gets put out on accident, and you got to sprint again. Uh-huh. And so it does it a couple of times. That's a good section. I didn't love the fight at the end with the beast. I felt it went on just a little bit too long. It was a little tedious, but overall, I didn't have an issue. It was it. it yeah, I thought that section was also really really cool. So, is real, the Sea of Corpses after that or before the, before that? It's around. It's, it's around. It's, it's on one side of it. It's I don't remember. Which. I'm pretty sure it's after. It's but yeah. after. So it one, is a fun fact yeah, about yeah. about the beast. What did you say you thought it was? Kill the beast. I never heard them say Garm or whatever. I, I don't know that they that I heard a name for it at all, except for Druth telling stories and mentioning Fenrir. Yeah, yeah. So I also thought it was Fenrir. Wikipedia says it's Garm. I looked into it. They could potentially be the same thing. The they could be difference. The achievement says Fenrir. Okay. Well, so fifty fifty. I I think it probably calls them both. Anyway. Us real real life humans do not know if Garm is Fenrir, or if it's a different Hellhound, and if it even guards the gates of Hell, because Fenrir doesn't really, but mm-hmm. Garm does. Oh, you're talking from a mythological mythological standpoint. From standpoint. From what we know it, 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 throughout history, yes, we don't we know. don't know. Okay, gotcha. And they said that there are a couple other Hellhounds with different names, and they all could be Fenrir, or they could all be different. We don't, we just don't know. Fenrir or they probably started out as Fenrir and then he's a dog. Yeah, it's just okay. it's mm-hmm. just really it. interesting because no, that's, that's cool. I'm totally okay with the current glut of Viking video games because we know so little about it. Go buck wild. Yeah. Let's go nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um so you fin yeah, so you finish that section and then you end up in the Sea of Corpses, which is essentially just you're wading through like waist deep water and the walls are corpses that are reaching out and writhing and whatever and you have a couple fights as you're doing that and if you get too close will they snatch you nothing okay, i, fig- I, I figured I there's a couple spots where you definitely have to walk right next to stuff and nothing happens and i'm like okay whatever it's still cool. directly into the like into the, the invisible wall that's there yeah. i enjoyed i didn't i like those fight scenes because the fight scenes i, I enjoyed enjoyed those fights in there because they they seemed even like they seemed like i was mm. killing them fast enough Okay, real quick about the 
difficulty, I noticed mine said like AI controlled yeah. or something. Yeah, I just yeah. left it on that the whole time. Yeah. I left I left mine on auto okay. the whole time. I don't know. Well, who knows if that's even true? That's because, true. At least so far. Because yeah. they they lie they share blood. They lie about other stuff. The beginning of the game. Oh yeah, we never talked about that. Oh yeah, I wanted to address that. As soon as you very first drop down into that area where there's the doors to certain Valravin. I think That's you, have you a, get introduced to the darkness. Well, because you have a fight right then first before yes. you do anything else. Yeah, yeah. And it like takes you over, starts creeping up your arm, like the rot. Yeah, like like your veins are all fucked up looking, and it seems like it. It takes oh, because it kind of takes you over. You have this whole fight. I think you you, it kills you on purpose, like just as a matter of course. And you're like, oh shit, I died. And then actually it pulls out and it shows that like you died. And you think, oh, what's going on here? And then it actually pulls out even farther. And really, it's Sen- Senua just had a vision of what could happen if the rot reaches her head. And then the game, this is the single time in the game where it actually has text on the screen telling you something. And it basically says as much. If the rot reaches Senua's head, all progress is lost. And back when this game first came out, everybody was like, oh, so there's permadeath if you fuck up too much? That's pretty severe. It is a 100% lie. Yeah. It does not happen. You can die as much as you want, and it won't wipe your progress. Which, after I... I mean, after I... I died probably 30 times before I found out. Because I started... I, I was like, I don't want to lose all my progress. I'm just going to Google what happens if you... You know, like, how many deaths you get. And then, you know, found out that way that it was uh, not a not a thing. Especially now this far away from release. Everybody knows that it doesn't actually do anything. So I literally ended my first night, my first session playing the game because I thought, I'm getting my ass kicked and I'm just not figuring this out. So I'm going to stop for the night and either tomorrow I'll figure out the combat better or whatever because I don't want to lose all this progress. It's way too goddamn slow. Mm -hmm. I'm not dealing with this. And then I found I actually was texting James the next day just kind of loosely about it. And he informed me, it's a lie. You you won't lose all progress. And that, that took off a lot of... Mm-hmm. So when the game came out, there's a lot of controversy about that. People were pissed. Yeah. And I get the argument, but you know how you solve that? You don't put the fucking text on the screen. Why did they do that? They don't do it for literally anything else. That's... They just do it one time to lie to you. I think mm-hmm. that's... Why? I... Why not have just Senua say, if this reaches my head, I'll die. Yeah. That's all you have to do. And also, it, they could have just implied it, because every time you spawn back in after you die, it, like, focuses on the arm and, like kind of zooms up like it's creeping up the arm mm-hmm. and it's not mm-hmm. yeah but had they just done that the context clues could have could have told someone who was paying attention to be like oh this is actually bad i shouldn't be dying this much yeah it kind of goes back to what nick was saying of you you can't really have it both ways like if you you either tell us stuff outside of the game and break immersion or don't and like you said, James, just now, the fact that you break immersion, quote unquote, the to just time you to just it, lie to the yeah. player. Why? I think really, it's in a, hindsight, it's a dirty trick. I, that's a bad no, move. I agree. It's complete. Well, and for so little yeah. payoff too. Yeah. I disagree with the payoff thing. Here's here's. The, I actually thought it was kind of cool because I was, I was every time I died, it was I was like shit. Like, it was just just this this dread that was it created a dread okay. within me that that just built throughout the game. Like shit, I'm like, am I dying too much? I don't know. Then it worked as intended for you. Yes, it totally did. But it got to a point. I wonder if that was a play test. If if through play testing, they tried it with and without, and they got the reaction they wanted with 
the that's what I would that think, that so might be what happened. Yeah. Well, they guess like so. What did you think about the permadeath thing? Be like, oh yeah, that was really stressful. What happens if you die? I'll, I'll too much. Nothing. <laughs> Trick, yeah. That's that's how I imagine they would react. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, oh, but it also no it serves as a good way to like connect connect you to the player, which I thought was cool. Like, sure. Like, I have skin in the game because. Like, this is just maybe my video game brain, but oh no! If you if you mess this up, this person's gonna have a, a really you know the the rot's gonna grow up their arm. I don't give a shit about that. It's not a person to me. I'm it's my it's my character. Yeah. But the fact that I had skin in the game, like no, no no not 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 only in the game will it spread to her head. Yeah, I've got seven hours in this yes, game. Yes, you will lose. Yeah. I mean, we set your walk speed to the you know, it's a funeral dirge. So. If you have to start over, yeah, it's a it's yeah. a huge. So it really stressed me out, and my wife to the point where my wife was like, "Why do you even play this game?" Like, she was <laughs> like, "You don't even seem like you're having fun." And I had to explain, "I'm not having fun. I'm stressed." <laughs> I guess I guess that's a good point, but I I think they could have implied. They already do imply it when every time you respawn after you die, you look down they, on your arm. They it, they could have just. Let, almost left it at that. I feel like, or it had her say something like it. Almost, that. it might have been more effective for if it, every time she was like, "Is this it? Is it's it spreading, spreading my brain? Am I gonna die?" You know, like yeah. she mm-hmm. she could say something. I mean, each that time. might have even been too on the nose, though. Yeah, which is funny since they <laughs> kind of already yeah but did that. Overall, it's a harmless lie. It would be worse since there's if no it was actual consequence. It was like, oh, don't worry, die as much as you want. Got you, bitch. Permadeath. You got to start over. That would well, be far worse. So. Not only that, you have to reinstall your game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this might be breaking our, that sounds like our podcast three. wall a little too much, but when you stepped out of the room, I I hadn't shared with you. I literally stopped playing the first night because I thought, I'm dying too much, and I can't even afford to lose the little bit of progress that I've made. I'm going to stop playing this because yeah, yeah. it's not worth it to me to continue to fuck up. I'll figure out better tomorrow or whatever. And right. then I t- it was texting you. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted yeah. To make sure that you, you as a person, mm-hmm. heard that not it was yeah. already on the podcast. So um, then, I was just gonna say that's you then you then enter Hello's room and you have to cross a series of bridges with a bunch of guys. If you just power through, mm-hmm. you fight way less. Of Good them. to know. I don't know how you would know that. You wouldn't. Also, but... powering through. How do you do that? You 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 have to wow. lock onto somebody. Well, I... you can kill them really quickly. Maybe that's all. I was doing is I didn't give him a chance. If you just take too long, it'll just keep spawning guys. So if you just blast through, kill one, and just chain to the next one and kill them real quick, because mm-hmm. that's the thing is the regular guys, the first enemies you hit, two at that point with your charged weapon, yeah. two heavies will kill them. or a parry attack will kill. Them. Yeah. It seemed like in this last area, you were just more powerful just in general. I felt like I was killing normal guys way quicker. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I think well your sword is yeah. more powerful. I guess. Yeah. Well, it's a. It's a sword that can kill a god. Yeah. I thought it was funny that they were like, oh, your sword's no use against the dog. <laughs> like, fuck off. <laughs> it kills gods, apparently. Dude, Why? dog is the antithesis of god. Oh, That's you right. It's even a, the, just a backwards word, dude. Dog yeah. bless. Yep. So, you cross the final bridge to the, like, circular thing you're on. Rotunda. I don't yeah, because, I mean, it's a... Bu- like, there's, it's like... Is it lava underneath or water? I don't know. You don't even look over the edge, really, but it's... I mean, all of this is suspended up. At the very, very end room. or just all the... Yeah, yeah, at the end. 
Yeah, it's like a oh, with the bridge network. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Series of bridges to different circular platforms, and Hella's in the middle, and it just keeps spawning guys. And this was my last grievance: is that will just go on forever. So you just need to let yourself die. Yeah. And the voices are telling you that, but but you're still like, do should I? Should I not? I probably this time, even my second time playing through, I forgot. I was like, do I or do I fight through the end? And it, I couldn't remember, so I just kept going. I was in that fight for probably a half hour. I was too. It pissed me off. I was going to say. Finally, I was like, no, I need to just let myself die. That is the answer. So Nick, you were stewing and shaking your head because I know exactly how you felt. Because that's what I was saying at the beginning of the podcast here. So many of the fights leading up to this part were long ass fights and tedious. And so to have the last fight just be another long ass tedious fight, I'm like. What the fuck is going on here? I didn't even think that maybe I should just die yeah. until I'd been doing it for a while. And then I went, wait a second. Also, because part of it was in that last section, on top of being more powerful, I felt like I could get knocked down more way terrible. more frequently and get up. Because usually the game, you during a fight, if you got knocked down, if you got up and didn't recover soon enough and got hit again, it was just that was you died and it reloaded. I felt like I would get up fight a little bit, get knocked down again and expect it to reload me. And I would just lay there. So I would just stand back up. It would have, it just, it would happen like three or four times in a row. And I'm like, Oh, so I can't just give up then. Okay, cool. And then finally one time it did just then end the game. And I'm like, that was way too fucking frustrating to be enjoyable and make me Mm -hmm. enjoy what just happened. Like I said, it didn't sour the whole game, but it soured like the last third. See, Easy. Well, say what you're gonna say, and then I'll. Well, so, so what I was gonna say I'll is, defend it a little bit. There was a there was a point before b- before I turned my combat scaling down, where I was in like a 20 minute long fight or 25 minute long fight, and I and I, I had that same thought like I'm am I meant to die at this spot? So, my wife was like, just die. So I did, and had to replay that 20 minute fight, mm-hmm. and so. I had been punished for that, so I I seriously was like I survived for as long as I could. Which is shitty because you can survive for a See, long time. I could have kept going. I could have too. And I just was like, I'm, I'm like 99 percent sure I, that you cannot beat this because about halfway, about 10 minutes in, I was like, oh, that's right, you have to die. And I was like, maybe you can push through. Maybe if you do it enough, because I was so good at the combat at this point, having played through the game twice, yep. I was barely getting hit. It was annoying. At that point, so it should guys. absolutely just overwhelm but, you with dudes so you absolutely can't oh, it or, or just maybe your third or fourth knockdown not let you get back up. Which is what it did for me, like I said, finally, but it took forever oh, no, to get there. I was always able to get back me up. Too. I, th- I think it should have been so obvious. There are there are too many people on screen, and yes, you, you cannot get back up. You get hit, there's nothing you can do. Like, on top of what you said, Nick. Oh, I'm sorry. There's too long of a run back for a couple of those fights at the end of where it decides to checkpoint you before the fight. So if you if you if you fail, it's like, cool, I need to sprint back through this area. Not that quickly. Do a couple fix the bridge or whatever. So I have to spend another, you know, in grand total. Sure. Maybe 60 seconds, 90 seconds. But in aggregate, if I keep failing this fight, that's too much resetting to do. Just I don't know. I like I said, wrong way to invoke tedium. Well, and again, if the combat weren't so basic, it would be a little bit less of a deal. Because like in, in the Dark Souls game, you're just like, shit, I just got beat again. 
let's let's mix it up. Let's try a different group of spells. Let's try a different weapon. But those, those games are, aren't trying to. But that's not this game. Yeah. And so having to redo those fights is fucking brutal. Yeah. It's so draining. But again, if the developer were sitting here, he'd be like, "That's what that's what we wanted you to feel like." That's exactly what he would say, <laughs> and it would be an excuse. I think they made so, a pretty subpar game, and then made excuses for. I disagree. That's why this happened. But what I was going to say, in defending that super long, stressful last fight and trying to decide if giving up is the right choice or not, it makes that whole final, like, discussion, the bargaining with Hela, and all that feel a little more cathartic, I think. When, especially when you hear Dillian's voice saying, it's it's okay. Mm -hmm. You can't change some things. You just have to accept it. And it just, like, I did have a little snippet of that feeling I felt when I first played it in finishing it. I was like, that's right. You do have to be able to accept loss. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, it's really powerful. It makes you, I mean, it made me emotional. And I'm even getting emotional just thinking about it because it's, Mm. they do such a good job of making her feel like a real human being. And it, and just, you just sympathize with the struggles she's going through and it's it's you know it is real for her so one thing we haven't talked about yet at all really is her performance oh this is one of my fun facts so the so i guess you'll yeah because i forget what she was specifically but you can get into it she's just a photographer she's just a german photographer that they had hired and they were like hey would you mind standing in for our our body model because we need someone to get started and she was like sure because she was about the right size that they wanted. And then she just delivers this fucking unreal Dude. performance. Dude. And they were like, well, we're not hiring anyone else because mm-hmm. you are crushing it. Well, so in, in the little... Because after you finish the game, you can watch like a little mini doc. I mean, you can watch it before too, but it recommends that you wait till after. You, there's like a... What's it called? Sen, Senwa's... I think it just is called Hellblade Features, Hellblade what it says Feature. in the menu. Senwa's Psychosis. Mental health feature. Yeah. So it's also on YouTube. Look, look it up on YouTube and watch it. Yes, it's excellent. And there's a there's a when they're talking about how they you know used her for the model, there is a there's a section where it just shows the raw video of her like shooting one of the scenes, and I was like, I'm I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. It was in I've never seen anything like that in my life. It was crazy, dude. Hmm. Like it, I've seen I've seen some pretty solid acting, but just just is it one where she's screaming. Yes. Yes. Dude. I mean, none of this would work yeah. if their tech for performance capture wasn't as good as it is, which is, you know, yeah. like I said, that's kind for, of the thing that how, how they made their name because of the games they've done before that. Yeah. For us PC boys, how good did it look? I thought it looked really good. I thought so, too. I, e- even for being from 2017. Mm-hmm. I, it looked good on my 1060 and on my 2070. It's It looked good, but surprise, it ran like shit on my... It did not run well. Oh, we didn't talk about it, it with not, you. Trevor and I talked about it. I had weird stutters, Mine but it was ran mostly like shit, okay. And I went and I turned on DLSS, fixed it. Huh. Like, instantly. I don't know what was wrong with it, but yeah, mine was running like shit. And I was like, this sucks. Went in, switched that on, ran fine. What were your frames at? A little below sixty. Okay. I was usually around that, yeah. But around there, yeah. yeah. I don't know, but yeah, no. It, I mean, yeah, you could tell her performance looked good and everything, and yeah, but yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, agree. I highly recommend it. But if you're skittish, but you really want to listen to the story, I'm sure there are a bunch of YouTube playthroughs where it's just the game. And honestly, That's- even us having you know spoiled the story, the experience is a big part of it. Yeah. And so if you if you want either watch you know somebody play it, like we said, the the puzzles are fun, but the the soundscape is a large part of why it's good, so that would be yeah. beneficial well, to actually Luke, play are it. Are you going to finish it? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. I don't, question. I don't feel like knowing that stuff is going to really diminish enjoyment yeah. that much for this specific In game. fact, it might boost it, especially with that last fight, knowing, like, fight for a little bit, sure. and then just let yourself, once you get knocked down, just let yourself yeah, die, no, and, and you won't waste any time. Exactly. I'm, pro- I'm probably going to finish it tonight. Yeah, I'm, maybe... I'm enjoying it enough. The experience is really cool. The immersion, the sound design, everything that we've talked about there really really cool and yeah i don't think having the story quote-unquote spoiled at this point impacts my decision to play further whatsoever i'm definitely going to finish it sweet well we could have been lying to you about exactly how it ended so you never know i want to ask connor a question are you glad you finished the game yeah yeah so i'm really glad that this got assigned as our game for this podcast because I would never have finished this game if not for this podcast. Like, yeah, I was, I was. <laughs> there was at one, there was one point on my old note sheet. I wrote, I wrote something along the lines of, "This is the least amount of fun I've ever experienced in my gaming career." Like, I just, it was so wow. not fun. <laughs> wow. I would have definitely just dropped the controller and been like, I just written that this game off. But I, the end of the story, and like, and the parallels that you draw between between you know her experiences and and her actual like real life or whatever i don't know it was it was very satisfying to me to finish one of the more satisfying finishes to a game i would say and then the credits kick in and that song over the credits is fucking terrible yeah it's not great no, i hate you can't it. skip it i'm gonna give my wife credit. i you took know? my headphones off and i went and did some stuff until it was done you know what my wife said? and then the song ends and the credits keep going for like five more minutes uh-huh. with nothing my wife said, this reminds me of when Gemma starts singing in Sons of Anarchy. And I thought, oh, that's perfect. Like, you know, you yeah. know that the, the person who wrote that song was like brothers with the main developer or something. Yeah. Oh, man. Which is so so weird because we were just talking about Katie Seagal singing in Futurama and she has an incredible voice. But for whatever reason, in Sons, it is, uh, I, I can't watch this. I can't watch this right now. Yep. It's, uh, it's it's so uncomfortable, awful. just absolutely god awful. Kurt Sutter should be shamed for <laughs> having his wife do so much on that show. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think that's I think that's everything. I yeah. No, no, you don't clap at the end, Nick. Well, you can. We can. I mean, we can line them up wherever. Mm-hmm. We can line mm-hmm. up at the beginning. Or hey, the whatever. Whatever. Yeah, I think I'm glad I played it. I don't know that I'll really. Go back and play it again. I am interested to see, like I said, how uh, the second one turns out. You know, kind of see what the story is. It might end up being, honestly, if they... Totally open world. If they pivoted and it was It might be like Elden Ring. If they pivoted and was like, this is actually her... Because a lot of that was all fantastical, obviously, and maybe in her head. If they pivoted and was like, this is actually real, her leading 
this group of whatever. Like if they, if I they, mean, that's sure how it looks from the trailer. If they sliced, this is real life happening versus like your mental battles or whatever. That could be cool and make it more. We actually revamped the fighting system and made it way more robust and or X Y Z. Or, what if they uh, they make it accurate to what it would be like if you taught yourself to fight with a sword and you get killed <laughs> immediately and then the, the credits roll. So and I was going to say, I, I mentioned this to James and I think Nick that early on when I when I believed their bullshit lie that if you die enough, you're, you're going to lose all progress. That would have absolutely made me say, to hell with this game. I'm not playing it. I'm not restarting. Yeah. Having Knowing that early enough on that, that okay, that was a that was a fake threat mm-hmm. changed my perspective a lot. Yeah. But I definitely felt that frustration this, early on. Yeah. This game is a lot like Zero Dark Thirty. Anyone seen that movie more than once? No. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I don't necessarily see the need in playing it more than once. I obviously did because I wanted to have it fresh in my mind. But yeah, you don't need to do it more than once because the whole point of it is to invoke a certain feeling and kind of just kind of talk about mental health a little bit and if that's all you remember from it, that's that's good enough probably. Um, yeah. Name Jesus Christ, amen. Oh, uh, one last uh, fun fact. But you'll learn this if you watch that featurette. Druth means either liar, fool, or one who speaks for the gods. Uh-huh. Oh. And on top of that, he's based on a real person. It was a real Celtic druid who got captured by the Norsemen, learned everything. In fact, I think they said that's where we know a lot about Norse mythology is uh-huh. from his writings. And then he came back and became a Christian monk. Three religions in that dude's life. Interesting. Wow. Fool, liar, or one who utters the word of God. Well, sounds about right. Oh, his name was Finden, the real life person. So, oh, th- that's in one of the yeah. Thor stones. Oh, you're right. Because yeah. he taught he. It starts with. I'm gonna oh, tell you the story about Finden. It's oh, yes. him. It's he, him before he. And, then he and at the end, at that the that end, right. it talks about it because he talks about going through the flames because he gets burned or something. Anyway, yes, that's right. It's about himself. It's, it's about really himself. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So that's that. Thanks for listening. Next week we'll be back with we don't know yet. With insert title here. Yeah, I think we should play Golden what, uh, Forgotten City again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just release these two podcasts over and over again, alternating, just alternating. Just, yeah, that'd be good. All right, yeah, that was good. I did, think. Did I we mean, did we actually have a, a, a final? Okay, bye. That That's that it. Works. End of the episode. Yeah. yeah. Stop listening.